Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We took a week off. I was out of town. It's one of those things. Don't worry about it. We're back. We're better than ever. And we have so much to talk about. Um, There's a lot of stuff. Tim has broken this down great. We have the entertainment pile. We have a gaming pile. Um, We have other amusement parks, Disney parks, as usual. So, um, the big thing that we've, I've noticed this week is there's a lot of movie stuff and, um, Disney plus has been getting a lot more push. We haven't had a real big release. We had the Mandalorian that came out and stuff like that. But the first thing, um, that we saw was, um, this one was kind of, it was weird because if anyone knows Steven Yoon, um, he played Glenn on The Walking Dead. I never watched it. I just kind of kept up with the entertainment side of it. Um, but he has joined Marvel Studios Thunderbolts and is expected to, expected to play a major role in Marvel films. Um, we don't know. Um, we really don't know what he is playing. And it almost feels like... So the Thunderbolts is going to be um, Yelena... Um, it's supposed to be the, uh, what's his face is, um, the red, whatever, what is it? The crimson, I can't remember his name, David Harbour's character supposed to have Bucky in it. It's supposed to have a bunch of the quote unquote bad guys that kind of did good kind of characters, um, from other Marvel stuff. And usually when you get an addition, like Steven Yoon joining the cast, it makes you wonder, is it going to be because they need someone or is right. it going to be, or is it going to be because they actually want to add to the, to the role of the film? You know what I mean? So yeah. we don't know quite yet who he's playing. Uh, I am looking forward to it because the Thunderbolts one does look like a cool concept and idea. So we're going to see what happens with that. Uh, the next one, since Tim is not big in the Marvel stuff, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania has worst box office drop in MCU history. Um, I believe it's it's like I think it's the second lowest rated, um, yeah, MCU movie. Um, it did have a big drop. Um, the problem that I have with this is, so they've been getting bad reviews because some of it doesn't make sense. So there is one aspect of it where apparently Michelle Pfeiffer's character. In one aspect, like things don't make sense. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't add up from the previous movies, things like that. Um, and the reviews came out afterwards, and it, I think that's what did the kibosh on the box office. Um, I don't think it helps that they were been releasing like right up until they did the movie. The movie came out. They've been talking about new Spider-Man stuff, all these different other projects that are MCU related, and they almost make it sound like this didn't even matter to the MCU phase. So it's not too shocking, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, the next one we have that Tim can actually speak on, I don't know if you watched it or not, I did. Um, I did. Uh, so we have the first uh, trailer has been released for Peter Pan and Wendy coming to Disney Plus on April 28th. Um, it appears to me it is a retelling of the original. 
It is not like a hook type thing where no, you know, um, where Peter got older or you know things like that. This one um, is actually a retelling of the original. It seems a the the they're they're making changes to characters, but I love the way they did it because one of the parts of the trailer goes Lost Boys, but you're a girl. So what? And it's like. It is. It feels fun. It feels fun. Like you should expect the Lost Boys to be. Um, Tinkerbell looks good. I don't care about what color the person is. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just like the way that the whole trailer felt. I don't care yeah. if they changed certain things. It still felt like Peter Pan. Right. Well, and that's what Disney is doing this day and age. You know. Yeah, you got Ariel with Little Mermaid, Tinkerbell on this. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, whatever to each their own. People are going to complain about it one way or the other, no matter what. Um, but I will be curious to see how um, they portray some scenes in it, or how they go about portraying it uh, in the movie, and how kind of close or far away. You know, they <clears throat> stay from or stay to the original story, kind of like Aladdin. I mean, stick pretty close to it, had a couple new scenes, a new song in there. But for the most part, it pretty much followed <clears throat> um, the same line uh, on it. So I'll be curious to see if they're kind of going. And that's really the only uh, live action remake I've seen. So I'll be curious to see if they go along the same lines as that. You know, I haven't seen Lion King or what's the other one? They do a Jungle Book one. <clears throat> um, haven't seen those. So be curious to see how how they do it. And the nice thing is with it coming out on Disney Plus, I could watch it here from the You can watch it whenever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, what I did like about what I saw in the trailer is it didn't give too much. It was very mysterious. Um, I like their usage of the map and seeing everything. The mm -hmm. one thing I want to know is they, they, I, they, I'm going to be disappointed if there's no crocodile. If there's no right. crocodile in it that's somewhat cartoonish or like it's live action, but make it like, like you said, the Lion King live action where the animals can talk and do whatever and act the same way. Because while the alligator was, the crocodile was in, Peter Pan, he was also a big player in a lot of other cartoons before he went into Peter Pan. He was in a bunch of the Donald and his nephew cartoons. I remember when I think one of them was going to fall in the water and he doesn't get to eat him and he goes like, darn, similar to he does in Peter Pan. Right. And so I want that cartoony feel to it. We're going to find out more probably, um, you know, obviously it comes out on April 28th. So we'll probably get at least one more trail trailer before then, but uh, I can wait. So we'll we'll see. You know how, you know how it'll go. Right. Um, uh, we did get a first poster release for the new Haunted Mansion movie and a teaser trailer. Um, I didn't see the teaser trailer. I did see the poster. Um. So <clears throat> I mean, the the trailer's cool. I liked it. Um, they kind of did. What is it like? Matthew McConaughey's in it. Um. Danny DeVito's in it and basically Matthew McConaughey plays a priest and they're trying to exercise the house um, 
on it, and then obviously it kind of just goes from that. I mean, we all know what Haunted Mansion is. It's a mansion that's haunted. There you go. <clears throat> so, and then, um, oh, what's her name is Madame Leota. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep, there you go. Uh, so, I mean, it looks good. It's a different take on it. Uh, so, be interesting to see how it does. Yeah, because that's one that, I mean, if you screw it up, bro, like, well, we're mean, done. Kind of. I mean, the Eddie Murphy one, it was oh. Okay. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, two in that long? It didn't come out that long ago. So. Right. Um, the details have been announced for a D23 exclusive event celebrating Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary grand finale. Um, I mean, I'm not a D23 member, so. Right. It me. is cool that they're, you know, doing a lot of these, you know, more exclusives for, you know, whether it's D23 or pass holders or whatnot. It seems like yeah. they kind of got away from that and now to do to do that, especially since D23 is the official Disney fan club and you could join for free. So, yeah, um, there was uh, a trailer release for a Durst service in the force, the documentary about making of Star Wars, the Star Wars holiday special. I actually didn't see the trailer, but I did see an interview that someone talked about the documentary, and they say it's absolutely amazing. Like it, it does look really good. The document because the the show itself was so bat crazy. Like the like if you see certain things in it, because they only have you can't really watch it. It's not available anywhere. George Lucas somehow made it disappear, but. Like, just the fact that Luke's hair is a different color. We meet Chewie's family. Like, there's just so much, you know, going on. That's why they have, was it Life Day? That's what it is, yes. right? Yep. Life Day in Disney Parks is because of the holiday special. So, I do look forward to seeing that. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, and it's like <clears throat> an official Disney one. It's not a, a one-off or spin-off <clears throat> or anything like that. I'm pretty sure if I remember right on the trailer, like, Mark Hamill was in it, you know, all the actors, I mean, some of the actors were in it. So it's not like a, a, a spoof deal. Right. Uh, on it. Yeah. Um, next we have, this one is interesting. So I have not watched the first season of the Santa Clauses and there's two reasons for it. The one being I'm lazy, and the second one being I wanted to wait till the whole thing finished before I watched it, and then I just never got to it. I'm going to try and watch this weekend because Eric Stone Street and Gabriel Iglesias have both been added to Santa Claus this season two. Um, one big thing I want to say about this is um, for those saying, like, you know, Tim Allen's doing it because he wants to be about Christmas, whatever, he got major hate for season one because there was an part of one of the episodes doesn't spoil anything but the elves are spelling out like it says like welcome home santa but it says welcome home satan and they're like guys letters letters and it's a funny joke if you i'm a catholic tim's catholic if you can't laugh about that you're you're not you're not a, a joyous person so this is not for you right um, and, and, and you know they were doing it to be funny they weren't right. doing it to be derogatory or anything like that and, and it's I, it's the same letters and I feel like adding two hilarious people like Eric Stone Street and Gabriel Iglesias is going to make the cast even better. For those who don't know who Eric Stone Street was, he was um, Cam on Modern Family opposite Mitch, the uh, the gay couple on the show, which he's hilarious on there. 
Um, and they used part of this real story in that show where he really was a rodeo clown as a kid and he was great at football as a kid. I love him. Um, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who played his partner on the show, love him as well. And adding Eric Stone Street to this, and obviously Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, his comedy specials were amazing. His TV show was amazing. And, you know, I'm just excited to have them both on there. Yeah, no, exactly. It'll it'll be curious to see what um, roles they play. Yes, I'll have to watch the show this weekend and see how it ended to see how they could possibly fit in. But I will recap uh, next week on that one to see. Um, next, Bruce Vaughn is returning to Imagineering as Chief Creative Officer. I um, I don't know what he did before, but I do know all the comments were like, praise God, this guy's the man. He, we're so happy he's back. Now, <laughs> what do you mean um, didn't know what he did like before, what projects he was? He came, no, what projects he was tied to before at uh, Imagineering? Uh, oh, not like where he came, like because he obviously left Imagineering and now came back. Not as far as where he worked at. What correct? What he was tied to correct. Um, he, he was tied to. Um, oh, where was it at? To a lot of different things. Now, of course, can't find them here. Um, yeah, of course, I can't find them. And of course, the article I click on doesn't have what he did, like everything but that. So, um, yeah, let's see. Okay, other projects from uh, Bruce Vaughn led WDI as the chief creative executive and oversaw many positive, uh, positively received offerings that help correct creative mistakes such as Cars Land, Buena Vista Street at DCA, as well as Mystic Manager, Mystic Manor, and Grizzly Gulch at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, other projects was Disney Dream, Disney Fantasy Cruise Ships, New Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom, and eventually Pandora World of Avatar at Animal Kingdom. So, I mean, that's a uh, pretty hmm. good track record there. I think I that's the reason, so. like you said, everyone is happy that he's back um, to be there. And it's funny, before, um, where he was at before, was uh what was it he was vice president experimental creative product for airbnb well that's not good because airbnb is uh not doing all that great right so he's there in october 2021 and then he's ceo of dreamscape immersive um which is looks like virtual reality multi-user location based I think that's uh, him and I think Spielberg, if I remember right. Well, that's a pretty good thing to team up with then. Yeah, it's a fully immersive virtual reality adventures. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, uh, welcome back and hopefully you can um, uh, figure some stuff out for them. We'll All right, see. hit the ground running. Um, this one is not a shocker. We've talked about it every once in a while. 
um, that Disney could soon own 100% of Hulu thanks to a Comcast deal. Um, for those that don't know, they basically, I think the last remaining partners on that is uh, NBC is the last in the Hulu partnership. Um, they bought Fox, so Fox had a portion of Hulu, which they now own, obviously. Um, I can't remember if CBS does or not. I don't think they do because none of their shows end up on Hulu the same way the other shows do. Um, but uh, you know what? CW is actually CW is on there pretty quick, so I don't know. All I know is that if they do end up owning 100% of Hulu, all that we're going to see happen is we're going to see less adult content on Disney+. Plus, and they'll start moving that under a different umbrella over to Hulu. That's that's just plain and simple. Or potentially they could merge them. They could bring Hulu and Disney Plus together and end up with a program like the Star program that we have outside of the U.S. So it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, before we go into any more Disney stuff, I wanted to add, I forgot, there is a rumor... Tim probably is not cool like me, but uh, do you ever watch the show Reba, Tim? Uh, no, but I know about it. I loved the show Reba. It was an amazing show. And there is a rumor it potentially could get a reboot, according to Reba McIntyre, who is touring right now. So I thought I'd throw that out there. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but um, I digress. Now, back, most of the stuff is Disney because Disney's got so much going on. The first one is that Disney CEO Bob Iger thinks sports betting is an inevitable future of business. Um, so basically, they're probably hinting that Disney's probably going to get into the sports gambling game. Um, right. Well, I mean, and they already got ESPN, so they could just put it right there under, uh, under right. that. And umbrella. I think the, the big one is, is I do know in certain stadiums and certain states where it's it's actually legal to gamble, you could actually gamble from the seats. Like they have digital things in certain seat areas mm -hmm. where you can actually gamble from the seat on like uh, like uh, a pitch by pitch in baseball or prop bets in a basketball game. Like who's going to score the next three pointer or whatever. Um, right. I know it's not as advanced as that, but they do have the options already being tested in multiple locations. And I guarantee what they'll end up doing is they'll end up trying to figure out a way they can get on that same kind of game. Um, and along the same lines, like, cause Bob Iger has been destructed, uh, talking about a lot of stuff is he's talking Disney park guest experience, rethinking pricing strategies and opportunities to make, add more attractions. The big one for me was he flat out admitted that the the price structuring deal that they came up with was way too aggressive. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's why they're stalling on the, the part annual passes. If they're trying to restructure or create something new again to lower the prices a little bit. Um, I know they won't do anything until at least a year and a half because they don't want people to who just bought it like what two months ago. They yeah. don't want them to be like, yeah. why Why are they getting a discount? So right, Yeah, ex exactly. And, I mean, and all of this came out because he did a Q&A with um, Morgan Stanley type deal. So they asked some questions. Obviously, these were his answers from it. And I think the other thing to kind of touch with the annual passes is I wonder, you know, they opened them up and then freezed them again. Uh, and I wonder if, you know, is that lawsuit like completely done with i i would assume i i don't think it is because i think they added people from the florida area got added to the suit because right. yeah, i believe I, so. the, I believe the woman who is suing had 
I think her big problem partially is that she was one of the people that had the premier pass. So she had a pass for mm-hmm. both parks. People don't know if you get a premier pass for both parks, it's it's almost half the price, I think, if you were to actually get both passes. So yeah, both of the top passes, yeah. Technically, if you I think it's like a thousand dollars more than the top tier pass in Disneyland, and you get both parks. Mm-hmm. So I know that they probably were trying to reach out to people and be like, hey, uh, we want more people to hop in on this kind of thing. And <clears throat> so I think it's mostly done, especially because if they're making changes to annual pass terms, basically any good attorney is gonna say look they're changing the terms because they know that we got them and so they're not going to change terms that affect that lawsuit very easily so i have a very strong feeling that's what they're doing um but you know you never know they could potentially just be like hey people want to go to the parks we're going to make sure that you know, they can get in in a different way, but right. And we'll and see. the other thing is too, is kind of like what you were just, I didn't even think about this is like what you were just saying, or their price tiers or price structure that came out with was very aggressive. So then they, they may be really looking at that and being like, okay, you know, obviously they're not going to offer, they're not going to lower the prices. They never lower the prices. They may give you discounts on some stuff, but they're not going to lower the price or they may mm-hmm. give you, you know, some type of, of deal. Um, but they're, but come on, they're not going to lower the price. Um, so I wonder if they're kind of looking at that or even looking at, you know, adding some perks to it or, you know, just really reassessing it. Uh, yeah. And then coming back out with it and maybe that releasing it was kind of a little trial run is, okay, how much um, traction are we going to get with this with releasing these? Um, And maybe it was something that they got a lot of traction, they got a little bit of traction, or it was, you know, less than what they, they thought it was. So it's like, okay, you know what? It's not what we thought it was. Take it down. We got to reass- reassess here. So, yeah, we're we gonna. See. We will see. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like, especially with them talking about bringing Avatar related stuff to Disneyland, um, the price changing thing I know is is one hundred percent probably going to be a deal. It's going to be something's going to happen. But the ride thing, I felt like they were trying to gauge with people, how people would react. So he's saying stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. He's saying stuff to try and get people to to react and go, like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we'll see. Yep. No, exactly. Yeah. So um, the next thing we have is the Super Mario Brothers movie release shifted by two days from April 7th to April 5th. Doesn't mean much to me. I don't know if it means much to, to Tim. No, but it was funny when they you know said it was it was shifted. And of course, like anything... You know, we had lunch earlier today and we were talking. It's like, oh, my gosh, it got shifted. Like, it's going to get pushed back, you know, from summer release to end of winter. It's like, no, two days. I'm like, okay. And I don't even know. Well, it got, I'm sorry, it got moved <laughs> moved up two days from the 7th to the 5th. So, April said, okay, so it got moved up from Friday to Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. So, 
Hey. You get to watch it two days earlier. Exactly. Um, the Walt Disney Studios and World War II exhibit is opening March 17th at National World War II Museum in New Orleans. Um, I believe it's going to have like some of the propaganda that they uh, Disney Studios made. There's going to be a lot of stuff in there that's kind of cool like that. Right. Um, Disney Entertainment co-chair Dana Walden to serve on President Joe Biden's Export Council. It's very common for higher-up executives to be on these different kind of um, uh, councils just because they know business and things of that nature. Um, Brightline rail unions in a deal for train between Las Vegas and Southern California. Um, I, I don't even know. They're not going to start even anything until at least next year. And it looks like a 2034 completion date. So I don't know. The cool thing about that is, is, you know, because they got buses and whatnot that go from Vegas to Southern California, whatnot. It's like, oh, hey, go to Disneyland for a couple of days, go spend a couple of days in Vegas, you know, or whatever it is. But the Bright Lines, that's the ones that is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, doing the Orlando project as well. That's basically connecting, you know, the whole state of Florida yeah. uh, to the Orlando uh, airport. So, or kind of, goes out through that right so that's uh that's nice that's awesome i mean we have our train here that really isn't going anywhere and it's supposed no. to connect san francisco to uh i don't even think it's la i think it's even farther than that to san diego and the first leg of the project is from merced to bakersfield and that hasn't even happened yet and you know the florida project for the bright lines is a way underway um on it so this is pretty cool to actually have a train um to do it and not a bus so and i think it said you could get there in a couple hours it's quick because you got to think they're not going to be stopping anywhere but la and vegas that's it no exactly uh 218 miles uh, within the interstate 15 right away and train will be capable of 200 miles per hour yeah so and that's awesome. not even fast that's not even fast they go faster in japan so right no exactly and what i didn't know is fun fact the 200 miles per hour as long as it hits that top speed once on the track that's what it's considered it doesn't mean it's going 200 miles an hour the whole time there right it just has to hit it peak at that and go down so don't think like the high speed rail is oh it's going 200 miles per hour the whole time the whole like, time nope we just got it usually what they once. do on those two Taller, is tops out on it they'll have like you know they'll have pr- protective fences and stuff for animals not to go in and stuff <clears> but they'll have areas that have like rock slide whatever if they potentially go through something like that and they'll yeah. probably have a slow orders there they slow down when they go through it they'll right. be testing it it usually it takes you know, at least a year just to do all the testing. So they'll have it dialed in by the time everything gets open, if they do, if right. we're alive uh, to see it. Right. Well, I mean, I think this one has a little, you know, a little bit more steam behind it because <clears throat> um, just from them doing that uh, Florida Orlando project, I can't remember how they have it on their um, Brightline's uh, website. And then with, you know, Elon Musk and doing his, you know, like, want to be subway system in la and already carving out tunnels on that 
Um, you know, I think this bright line is. Yeah, but don't they already have subways? Uh, they have a subway already in L.A., don't they? Um, they can. I don't know. <laughs> but the Elon Musk's one was the one where, like, you go down there and your car goes into it and then it zips you along the his uh, tube. That guy, he wants to do mm-hmm. everything. So, hey, I mean, it's it works. But, yeah, no, this Brightline, uh, oh, it's called Brightline West. That's what it's called. So, no, it'll be... It'll be good. I'll be curious, you know, be curious from when they break ground to when it's completed, how long it takes, because especially like going through that corridor can stink. And I think as far as driving it, and I think with this, you'll get a lot of travelers doing it as long as the, the ticket. Yeah. Is, is Decently priced. priced. Yeah, exactly. Cause that is, that is a problem if it's not, Price properly because then people are gonna uh, you know av- avoid it. Yep, yep, exactly. Now, what's this bring your own device thing on the Disney Cruise thing? Um, oh, you can bring like your Roku or um, uh, a Fire Stick or or anything a streaming device um, on it. So, <laughs> um, and it and. The what does it say? Let me bring it up. Ah, I clicked the wrong one. Let me bring it up really quick. Um, bring your own device. Stateroom TV streaming is now available to guests on the Disney Wish. Uh, guests can use this near service when connected to a certain Wi-Fi network uh, without paying for an internet package. Uh, Search available on the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app on your own device. Um, Navigator app. Yeah, so you could just bring your own thing and connect to a certain Wi-Fi uh, to stream. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't think about like that aspect of it because I know they do it in hotels. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them on hotels will have like the Netflix app or something already on there, and you just gotta log in depending on what type of uh, TV they have. Yeah. Um, next, we have the Disney Cruise Line's new Lighthouse Point welcoming guests beginning summer of next year, twenty twenty four. That's the one they've been working on for a while, right? uh yeah they they bought the new island and then as soon as they basically as they announced it like within a week they were already doing construction and whatnot there because <clears throat> obviously they have castaway k so a lot of people that's where they go to uh now it'll alleviate uh some of that from going there and going to this new lighthouse point and getting it um basically I- a little over a year from now I think it's a good idea too, just because I know I've seen people like they're like, oh, we're waiting so long to get off the ship at the, or the castaway key one is like packed full of people because, you know, it's the only stop they have. So, I mean, it's Disney's private island. So, of course, they're going to take people there. But if you got a couple cruises at the same time, like you said, it's it's going to get packed to get there. And then it's probably going to be hard to get back on the boat or you're going to wait to get back on the boat. So right, you get the right. whole Disney experience of waiting in line. That is true. Um, I am wondering, um, I'm trying to think, uh, like, 
I wonder if they have any other things in the pipeline. I don't think they do, but we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, it'll, yeah. Who knows? Uh, we're going into the gaming portion with um, Tim is kind of excited for this one. He still hasn't pre-ordered it yet, I don't think. But EA Sports PGA Tour will have 30 courses available at launch, including uh, Augusta, Bandon Dunes, Pebble Beach, and Wolf Creek, which are not available on PGA 2K23. Now, well, Pebble Beach is they just did that one uh, about a month ago. Eh, it's still. <laughs> Um, they did drop is... that one, but it didn't get released with it. And the only reason why I threw um, Wolf Creek in there is because for the Tiger on the Tiger Woods game, that was the one that was in Mesquite, Nevada, about hour and 15 east of Vegas, that um, it it's an actual course, but it looks like it's straight out of a video game. So yeah. that's where everyone knows it from that so you get a lot of people i'm gonna play wolf creek oh yeah and no, i just played i've been playing it this whole week on uh tiger woods type deal <laughs> so but to have all of these you know augusta's a, a huge one um band and dunes is a new uh, a newer property up yeah. on the oregon coast so it'll be nice to, to have actually a buddy of mine's gonna go there next week for a week uh, he goes every year so which I've um, heard that course is pretty beautiful. It's like, um, that's the one that Bandon Dunes is the one that they won't play the PGA anymore because the trains that go by was causing issues at the last tournament they had there. Well, Bandon PGA's never has never played there. They've had um, Pro-Ams. The, uh, they had the collegiate one there, but as far as any type of PGA um, event, they've never had anything there. And the cool thing about Bandon is, is it's walking only, no carts. You may be able to get one if you're handicapped. I don't even know on that if you're able to, but it's no carts on it. Obviously, push carts or or walk or carrying your bag, um, or if you get a caddy or four caddy um, on that. So the nice thing is, is excuse me, their fairways and everything are immaculate because there's no traffic on it. Yeah. Um, even, even on high traffic areas, you know, there's not, it's that. not worn and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Ex- exactly. But the only thing with that is, I mean, it's on the cliffs. It's similar to, to pebble, but it's farther North, obviously in Oregon. So you could get some pretty bad days up there. So it sucks. I mean, it's a destination that everyone wants to go to because they have, I want to say five courses now. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's, you know, a bucket list deal that you want to go up there and play all the courses. But if you have a bad stretch of weather in there, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Cause it, cause, and the thing is, is there's nothing to block the element. So it's coming straight off the Pacific, right, right in your grill, whether it's, um, wind or rain. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, um, I like the PGA Tour aspect of it. I like the game itself, probably. But um, uh, I'm thinking that we're probably going to wait. I want to see how everything else um, yep. goes through. Yep, Ex- exactly. And the thing is, if I got two golf games, I can only play one at a time. Right, exactly. So, I mean, this has to have something that basically the other 2K, one. 2K, 2-3 doesn't, doesn't have. And then... 
there's not much besides being able to play certain courses. That's all it has right now. We don't know anything else. So right, right, exactly. Um, before we go on this one, I did want to make announcement that the uh, WB's game Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed yet again because people have been bashing the gameplay so bad where people are watching it live on their streams even and saying you're not even fighting people, you're fighting uh, purple orbs and people are very upset because it's coming from the people who have made all the Arkham games which have amazing fight uh, they have amazing fight mechanics and so they delayed it again. They said it's still coming out this year, but and we'll see. We'll see. Wow. Um, Good. Hogwarts Legacy has sold over 12 million copies, had $850 million in sales, and this is the biggest ever global launch for WB games. Not shocking because WB hasn't had too many big ones. Um, I will say I am infatuated with the game. Um, I played, I didn't play Call of Duty with Tim for, I think, for two weeks because I was playing Hogwarts Legacy so much. I think I capped out at 42 hours before I took a break and I'm playing Call of Duty again. But um, I will say it's a very fun open world game. Um, I did screw up and miss two challenges in it, so I cannot 100% the game. I'll have to start over, uh, which I won't be doing anytime soon. So you can't, you can't go back and complete them? Nope, because they're in challenge quests. So, oh, uh, so once you finish in- that challenge, it's... In the game, they have these infamous huh. foes. So they have infamous foes. Two of them are in actual quests. So if you do not encounter them because you do whatever you don't explore, that's your fault. Then so kind of too bad, so sad. And Actually, I was trying not to finish the game, but I was like, I need to see what happens, you know. And so I have completed every other quest except for one. Um, I am completing all the side quests and side challenges now. And I think I only have the only one I'm missing is the one because of the quest. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and um, the cool part about the game when you're doing a quest, it actually has like a checkoff list. So, mm-hmm. you know, if one of your things is to talk to this person, you know, they're going to have you do something else after that because there's question marks after on that checklist. So Uh-oh. I know if I do the next part of the story, cause I have completed the story, the regular story. Yeah. There's like a, a after quest. That's a main quest. I have to complete that one, but um, I'm going to uh, try and do that one because I've pretty much completed every other aspect of the game that I can. So we'll see what happens. Right. And the funny thing ab- uh, about it is, is seeing the videos of everyone modding it and uh, yes. which is pretty, pretty funny. See, seeing Dobby with a Glock. Right, exactly. Um, lastly, in the gaming pile, the Mandalorian Xbox consoles uh, come with a special Grogu controller and cloak. I haven't seen him yet, but it sounds amazing. Right, it's it, it's it's cute. I'll put it at that. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like special, but if you like the Mandalorian or something, it's something that obviously wouldn't be practical to use the controller with the cloak on it. But, like, if you had a display of it either on, like, your gaming center or some people put them on those hide-it mounts or whatnot on the wall. Uh-huh. And when you put your controller up next to it, because it's got Mando on the actual Xbox console itself and then Grogu on the controller. So it'd be cool to put them next to each other and put this little cloak on it mm-hmm. for display. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so next we're going into the other amusement park pile 
First of one being track has been installed for the dual racing coaster, classic monsters coaster, and more at Universal's Epic Universe. They are going to town on that. A lot of them are, I feel like they're trying to do a bunch of stuff. Um, we'll talk on the end about the big one, but like <laughs> even like so like so the ET Adventure Interplanetary Passports debut new design old cars retired at Universal Studios Florida. I feel like they're doing stuff really fast because they know that they could capitalize on the fact that people are not attending Disney as much because it's so expensive. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Bob Biger mentioned the price thing because some people are not even entertaining the idea of Disney because the price. Um, even right here, so like they're gonna have a Mattel Adventure Park in Glendale, Arizona, to offer a Hot Wheels roller coaster and a Barbie beach house and more. I've seen the plans for this. It looks amazing. It looks cool. It looks like what a tour storyland should look like. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're actually right. like gonna make the like the the, <clears throat> the 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 Hot Wheels thing is the most best idea because you can make the track look like a Hot Wheels track. You can make the car look like a Hot Wheels car. It's not that hard. The Bob Barbie Dream House. You can make it look just like it, even to the probably the fact of Sam and some stuff saying made in China. You know, you could do crazy stuff like that. Right. So I'm excited to see that actually come to fruition. Um Master become optional starting mid-March at Universal Studios Japan. And the big news was is that the new Universal Park, which was delayed two weeks ago, the vote, um, in Frisco, Texas, has been approved by the local government. Now, I believe they might have to go through a vote for the state government because um, they're probably getting a bunch of tax breaks from the local government in Frisco. But it's going to go through no matter what. Right. You know, and I didn't know, didn't know this until I just Googled it. The Universal uh, Universal's Epic Universe is obviously in Orlando. It uh-huh. is r- literally right next to Lockheed Martin. Yeah, like, like within spitting distance. That's funny. Probably gonna take over there. Right. I don't. I mean, Lockheed Martin's you have to chill out. A- pretty decent money for actually one of their even their gates are kind of even closer to it but anyways uh, i digress i just saw that like hold hold on wait that's like right next to it so exactly um next we have the general disney pile um disney parks pile um longest serving cast member disney legend uh bernie mattinson has passed away at 87 um and the last thing he worked on was Strange World. So, I mean, it's he worked on oh, something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Recent. Yep. Which, yep, technically, technically, it could have been three years ago, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, still, it's like, oh, my gosh. So, that's why he's, you know, longest-serving um, cast member. Yeah. Um, technically, could he have known Walt? Um, I... I I want to say no. Yes. Did he, if he started there when he was in his twenties, yeah. Um if he What year did Walt die? Sixty uh sixty five. So I wanna say um uh born May thirteenth, thirty five Named Disney Legend in 08, 2018, broke the record for longest serving 
employee. Oh, he beat John Hench. How come it doesn't say when he got hired? You would think that would be like the very first thing. Well, he helped make 1955's Lady and the Tramp, so I guess that says it right there. Yeah, so he knew Walt, that's for sure. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Wow, 1955, he's 87. Wait, 87? Uh, yeah, for practically 70, 70 years. So he got there at 17. 18, yeah, that's crazy. 18, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, guests attempting to ride every Disney ride at all 12 parks in 12 consecutive days. That's not possible. That's exactly what I was. I mean, hey, good good on you if you could do that and have that money. But it's, it's impossible. A ride exactly. can break down and then it ruins your whole thing. <laughs> well, either that or, I mean, you could kind of like build up, you know, so he's going to need four days at Disney World because there's four parks there. So say he does it in three days. Okay, he gains a day. Um, and then say he flies over to California. Does that in, you know, in in two days even with flying. So he still has a little bit of wiggle room. But then, you know, you're going over <laughs> to Hong Kong, Shanghai, Paris, I mean, yeah, good, good luck. You could probably do the Asian ones close, possibly, but other than that, I don't see how you're doing it. Well, and if your flight gets delayed or just anything, and like yeah. I said, if 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 a ride breaks down day two, well, then you're done. And the other thing is, is you got to ride all the rides in essentially one day in the park. So, and then what do you consider a ride? Are all the main street vehicles in Disneyland considered a ride? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll skip the next one since that's over already. But uh, Disney Parks chairman Josh Tomorrow declares Tron as tip of the iceberg for future attractions. Well, that's no duh. I mean, that's not a shocker. Right. But that's, that's awesome, though. It's good to hear. Right. Um, mo- monorail cabin among Disney Parks vehicles up for auction. That's crazy. I don't know what you're going to do it. Oh. Right. Well, and the crazy thing is it's not the normal Van Eaton auction, which is the ones that normally do uh, it have historically done it down south. It's a um oh heritage auctions um which be held on March 24th and I'm sorry, March 25th and 26th in Beverly Hills. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> I do want to say that if you guys do get it, you can house it at my house if you want it. Let me know. Right um, there, you go. It's. I mean, it's a, it's a whole cabin. It's a. It's yeah. I'll make it into a treehouse. Um, this next one makes me mad. So, this is false advertising on the highest level. Uh, I don't even know if Tim knows this. But um, so this next topic is Dole Whip coming soon to local grocery stores nationwide. Now, if you're like me and you have a place called Yogurt Mill, they have already had this for multiple years. 
Because what they don't tell you is that Dole Whip is the only brand that does not have an exclusive deal for a product with Disney. I've talked multiple times about the pomegranate lemonade. I can only get it at Disneyland or Disney World. Disney Parks have the rights to it from Minute Maid. Dole Whip does not give them the rights. They just cannot call it a Dole Whip outside of the parks. So if you ever see a place that has a Donal Dole pineapple yogurt, that is what it is. It is Dole Whip. Uh, Ar- uh, Arnaldo, who was my original co-host for this show, would bring it every once in a while from Yogurt Mill because it's exactly what it was. It was a Dole Whip. And now, now was it a what was um, and it was from Dole. Dole. It was from Dole. It would have a Dole logo next to it on the board, and it would say Dole Pineapple, uh, Dole Pineapple. Yeah, or yeah, Dole Pineapple Soft Serve or whatnot. Because I know there's ones that'll say say it, but not from. No, these ones are from not, Dole every not time. From, uh, from yep. Dole. Yep, they're so. from Dole. Tastes just <laughs> like it. It's delicious. I get it, getting it in the stores. But here's the thing. I had a Mickey bar when I was in Disneyland. It's not the same as the one you get from the grocery store. The one from the grocery store is not as good as the one in the parks. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's well, just I mean, fact. If, I mean, think about it. I mean, how many do you have to make for the park and how many do you have to make to sell nationwide? I mean, come on now. Quality um, is not going to be there. Right, exactly. I mean, the same thing with with this too so you know but it does stink that before to get the dole whip it was you know only at the parks and then you know in hawaii at either the dole plantation and then obviously alani so now they're you know coming to your uh like you said the same thing like they did with the with the mickey bars so it'll be coming soon three flavors pineapple mango and strawberry as they say, look for it in your local freezer aisle. Look for it. Um, this one is interesting because I, I feel like... Uh, It'd be awesome. Yeah. John Favreau wants the Mandalorian Razor Crest ride at Disney Parks, which is amazing. And you have a land that'll fit perfectly into... Um, with it. And it would be, I mean, you know, at, I mean, right now there's only two rides at both parks, you know, no matter in, in, um, in Batu, you know, smugglers run and rise of the resistance. So now you act as remember, they were talking about doing the speeder bike one, um, you know, because they put out a, uh, Oh, what was it? Uh, um, patent on some stuff for that. Uh, and then that did come to fruition, and then they were going to have something else behind, um, like Kylo Ren's ship that they were going to build. Yeah, you know, that never, never came up. So something like this would be perfect because yes, it is Star Wars, but it's you know uh, a Razor Crest ride. Uh, but you know, then the next thing is is like okay, well then how are they going to do it? How's how's the how's the ride the mechanics of the ride going to be, you know? Is it going to be like a roller coaster similar to like Tron? Um, is it going to be you know a sit down in front of a screen like Star Tours? Right. Um, you know, it'd be cool if they could do a a roller coaster, but then with that, that takes up a a bigger 
footprint, even if you have a big show building. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would, you know, another trackless ride would be cool, but, I mean, you kind of already have one. And plus with the Razor Crest, what are you going to do? I mean, it's more of a flying thing, unless you do something like um, Flight of Passage type deal, which is similar to Soren, and you do it, you know, do it on that. Do it like that, and then that would be a big show build, and you could, you know, multiple stages. I don't think that would make sense, though. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, this is something that... It'd be difficult. That John Favreau wants to do, but I mean, he's he's been coming up through the ranks at at the Disney Company. So, I mean, they might uh, they, they they might try and push him over to Marvel before, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and Feige's looking to get out of there. And then the other thing is, is in a couple of years, you know, quote unquote, there's going to be a new CEO in the company because that's Iger's contract is up. True. So, I mean, whether it's in two years or they kind of do like an evergreen and just do a, a, a year at, year on year after that, I mean, I'm sure there's going to come a point when he's like, hey, all right, you know, I'm done. I'm out of here. So, plus in, in two years, like you said, if he wants to do his political career, that's another election cycle. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how, how much he pushes that, especially with, um, his unpleasant experience on Biden's economic board, ironically with someone else is close to being involved with, but, um, it would be fun. Or just something in in general. Um, the next thing, this is not us who did it, but, um, I did read a full on review of, um, the tried the park hopper discount flight between Walt Disney world and Disneyland on breeze airways. They did the reverse of what Tim and I would do, but they did they did it Florida to LA, LA to Florida. The biggest thing that I that I took away from their trip was the planes look a hundred times newer than most of the planes I've been on in recent history. It's insane to think that they got these from other companies. Um, the first class ones on um, the flight back look like the ones you see that go overseas like the individual seats just look super cool and it just it's a it looks like an amazing experience my worries were the condition of the planes they look fantastic they did have the typical small airplane or small um uh company vibe of basically they got their flight delayed by like an hour or a little more than that on the way back um but other than that they had little to no issues um they came from Florida here and there back and it had a great experience. Right, exactly. And especially for it being more of a kind of budget um airline, it's not it like you said, it wasn't, oh my gosh, these are just thrashed or, you know, it's almost like, hey, you got the airline and then gutted it and put, you know, kind of lipstick on a pig type deal. Um, but like you said, the first class seats <clears throat> look nice, spacious. Um, you kind of had your own armrest or you weren't sharing a middle armrest uh even though it's together but it's basically like too wide so you yes. have your own um and then the other thing is which i thought was interesting is that on the uh back of the headrest 
there is no entertainment and you kind of see some flights have it some flights don't depending on hey that's what they're known for for entertainment or whatnot <laughs> um don't have any tvs or anything like that they do have a stand uh if you want to set like your ipad or something up there to have it but they mm-hmm. don't have um tvs or or anything entertainment systems in the back of the headrest uh on that so but you know like you said charging ports both um you know usb and um oh that's what that is and it looks like the uh european one as well so i mean and it's funny you know how they said the same person that checked them in and checked their luggage was the same one that checked them at the gate as well which you know i get it being a smaller uh uh, smaller airway and, and budget friendly as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did say that the counter is kind of like tucked back in the corner as well. It's like, well, yeah, you got all these bigger airways that are there and you're like the new one. So it's like, okay, well, got to fit them in somewhere. Yeah. But it's nice yeah. that they, like you said, uh, that they said it, it worked out good because they're coming over for the food and wine festival the certain uh, vlog that I follow and was able to do the uh, first class seating on it. So, and got a, like you said, a review uh, in the infancy of, of the, uh, the company as it's started. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, like, like we said, just Pete, um, be prepared because a lot of people, are going to be like, you know, oh, well, it was slow at this, slow that. Well, what do you expect? It's it's a small airline. Do not expect the same stuff you see from a big airline. It's just not going to happen. But everything I've seen, they've been more than professional and handled everything very, very well compared to, you know, some of these bigger airlines who are handling stuff not that great. Right. Oh, and the other thing is, just lastly before I go, um, a lot of it was they pushed you through their app or the website yes. um, for um, things, which is, you know, I guess whether it's nice or not. But and they said they were really timely on answering questions or if you had questions or like anything when they update you um, with your flights, you got text messages and whatnot if you sign up for them. So the nice thing with that is, is if you're used to <clears throat> emailing or texting or whatnot, if you have issues, you could talk to someone. Um, and they uh, they do that. not have a hundred. They do not have a, a number to call. Right. Yeah. It was all pushed through there. All through the app. They will send you a text if there's delays, but that's it. Yep. Yep. All through. Yeah. Through the app and or through the uh, through the website. Um, next, we're going to go to the resorts abroad. The first one was weird. Uh, Tigger steals balloons at Disneyland Paris while cast member chases him. Um, was this it's cool. real? You know, it's, or uh, just them playing around? No, it's the, it's them it's them playing around. But with everything that's been going on, with you know, uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, a month ago, person brought in you know basically a firework to take a picture of in front of the castle. Um, you know, different things that people are doing that. You know, it's funny where you know Tigger steals balloons and does it, but you know, playfully. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you never want it to be um, 
you never want it to be not playful because a lot of times that can cause issues and a lot of people you know will get mad and they'll say oh you know tigger's being inappropriate whatever you know i don't know i just feel like there's so much stuff to be mad about and why can't we just have fun and hey look we're having fun now and uh tigger is leading the way right exactly um this one i saw a bunch of people what's funny is is so there was a guy who was kicked out of Disneyland for, I don't know if Tim has on mm-hmm. here. You yeah. Do. Okay. We'll talk about him later. I watched the guy's actual TikTok about it, and there's a lot of stuff they're not telling you. But um, there is a guy who is live streaming, and he has, like, what was like, eight cameras on it? Something like that? Oh, no. It was, like, eight iPhone cameras and like four regular <laughs> cameras it yes. was oh my gosh yeah okay maybe not that uh, yeah i was like i know on the article they said exactly what he had on it and his rig was actually three different types of cameras a shotgun mic at least six devices were being used to stream or record at once exactly five yeah five smart five smartphones one just to display the time mm-hmm. there you go like it was insane what he had going on and he was trying to capture i don't know if he was trying to capture like different angles or what he was doing <sighs> Who but knows? but he was caught on camera like shushing the um a kid. like the kids in the, in the area and people were kind of like wait what like this is a kid's thing and I know we we always see a lot of problems with like adults streamers and things like that having issues but you know to be telling the kid to be quiet it's a parade for kids so I'm sorry um right well and he had I mean all of this was rigged up on a tripod this wasn't anything that he was holding so this yeah. would not be allowed stateside Yeah well I think the way he had it set up, it was a stick, wasn't it? It wasn't the regular traditional t- tripod. No, it, was, it was tripod. It was, okay. Straight up I wasn't tripod. sure because yep. I know they have the ones that people get away with because they're like um, yeah. canes or yeah. whatever it is. And so they get away with it because they're like, well, this is a cane. It's not for, you know, they make that excuse. And you're like, no, that's that's not. Right. That's yeah, not exactly. And it's, and it's funny. One of the guys was saying on here on a comment that he's the fireworks tech on the show and that this guy was there. Uh, what was it? The tech was on his way for lunch and this guy was there setting up four hours before this, before the show um, on it. And I guess it kind of seems like um, that. I, I don't know if this is, somebody that's known because the guy says, you know, he's there four hours before in broad daylight. He's like, and then I saw the jacket and I knew. So I don't know if it's some like a popular vlogger or something like that. I, I don't know, but Maybe just, the, so. <laughs> but just the contraptions and everything that he had, it, it made no sense. You know, I get wanting to be like the first that has the, you know, the exclusive and stuff like that. I get it. But to be that excessive and telling kids to be quiet, like, unless your kid is misbehaving when I'm around, like, no offense, but if your kid's just being an absolute turd, I'm going to, 
I'm going to say something because it's not cool to, um, to, I'm not going to say ruin other people's times, but when you're sitting there and your kids being loud and screaming or running around and hitting people, I'm not going to sit there for it. But what it sounds like to me is this guy is what he, this is what he does. He goes there, films everything. Not quite sure why. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it's like something. It, how would you say it? It's not like he's doing it for like a sick kid at home that can't go and can't do something. He literally is doing it just to be a nuisance in my opinion. Well, and I've seen, we've all seen plenty of YouTube videos with one person holding, whether it even be just like the newest iPhone or a camera or a video camera or whatever it is um, on it. It records in 4K. It's no problem, you know, whatever it is. And they may have like a little handheld gimbal um, on it that doesn't extend or anything uh, that still fits in the rules and gets perfect um, pictures and anything like that. And you've seen stuff, um, you know, when they bring back, whether it's a fireworks show uh, for the first time or a parade for the first time, and they'll sit there and they'll post up and they'll get a spot um, and kind of, you know, hold it or somehow, you know, prop it up. So it's, you, it's, it's a steady shot uh, and, and get it with, one camera that's not blocking anybody's view or anything like that so i don't i don't get it yeah maybe maybe one day we will i don't think we are but maybe one or day the other will. thing is is like we've talked before and i was gonna kind of save it for later but I'll just say now that um whether you're you know a vlogger blogger or just a normal person and want to record something or kind of capture your your Disney vacation that you're not going to be able to because of people like this and everything that we see everyone getting their 15 minutes of fame because you get the you know the vloggers and bloggers they they're known um, Disney knows them uh, and half the time in their videos you'll see cast members saying hi to them um, and they're you know they're very respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if they kind of get in somebody's way, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I was just trying to to get this or, you know, whatever it is. They're not, you know, being mean or rude or anything like that because they want to come back and be able to do this the next time and the time after that. Um, but I'm sure there's going to come a time and a date where, you know, they're not going to be able to do that because everyone has ruined it for them or they're going to have to jump through hoops and get credentials, um, you know, on, on that. And then that becomes discretionary for Disney to give them and basically, Oh, yep. We think you're good enough or, Oh, nope. We don't think you are. Sorry. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and that's the thing that stinks because with me and not getting down there, even though I, you know, consider living in Southern my zip code is considered Southern California to Disney, but I'm still three hours away. That that's what I like seeing, you know, going down there, watching the live streams at nights, whether I'm playing video games or whatnot, or watching, um, you know, Hey, this, here's my, uh, week recap and what has happened and what's coming up and what we've seen on this, you know, it's great to see that and become informed. Um, but can't do that. Then, you know, you can't get that. 
it's not like Disney does a weekly update on their own. You know, you get you may get something here on their TikTok page or something like that, but there's it's short videos of cast members doing something, not necessarily, you know, a half hour long update video that they go to different spots in the park. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed it doesn't get too crazy, but um we we do know that there is gonna be changes made probably for them. Stuff has already happened. We'll talk more in the mm-hmm. Disneyland pile, but um, the next thing, which is weird, apparently Disneyland Paris is only getting Mando and Grogu for a very limited time, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Got to share the love across the seas. Yeah, but why is it temporary? I don't know, because they don't have a Batu. I guess. I, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Who knows? And if they, you know, if they have that <laughs> that character and whatnot, might as well make the the most out of it. And of course, they did it stateside, both <laughs> excuse me, Disneyland and Disney World, because they've got the, the Batus. Um, and now it's like, oh, you know, send it out over to Disneyland Paris and you know Shanghai and Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, he just got to Florida, so it doesn't take too long. Right. <laughs> uh, Panda May from Turning Red is debuting in a meet and greet at Shanghai Disney. Okay. Right. I'm surprised it took this long for uh, for her to be over there. It did take quite a while. I don't know. We don't hear very many character like announcements at Shanghai or even like the next one, Hong Kong. We don't hear very many character announcements. So maybe they don't get as many. Right. Yeah. Um. And masks are no longer required at Hong Kong Disneyland, which that's a huge, that's huge. Huge, yep. Because they were one of the strictest ones. And now that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean in next week or in two weeks or a month from now, masks will be back, <laughs> back on it. Because how many times did poor Shanghai open, close, open, close, or Hong Kong, you know, open, close, open, close? That is very true. So, so that's, but yeah. with masks, you know, that's. That's big for them. It is very big. Um, we're going to the main piles. Some of them will be rapid fire. Some won't. But um, Walt Disney World pile, uh, Drury Plaza Hotel Orlando near Disney Springs, officially opens at Walt Disney World. Um, we've been talking about construction and stuff around that area for a while now. It's Thank God it's open now just because, I mean, we need more properties on um especially since they're changing all this different stuff with what is considered a good neighbor property all that kind of stuff when you get one more in there it just helps everybody else out right and that's a a a nicer hotel as well it is um and we we, everyone we know we like nicer hotels are um i don't know i like them well i should say a nicer hotel at a decent price point and I will say the Orlando hotels are surprisingly um, decent. Like depending on what you want, you can right. find something for everybody. So yep. um, annual pass holders can visit Disney World parks in the afternoon without reservations in general. Disneyland is going to go to where if it's not like too busy, but this one is just you could just go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, tribal mass remove replaces signs for cultural sensitivity in Epcot. They kind of knew this was kind of coming, but um, right. they do it once, but they got to do it all at all. Not necessarily yeah. saying tribal mass. I'm just saying that that in general. Anything culturally culturally is sensitive. You know, it'd be different if they're saying, "Hey, Disney they, did they this." They take down whole rides. Disney did this in the '60s, but it's more of if you have something up and permanent, they want to do that. So I do get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Post show experience sponsored by Enterprise. Um, coming to Tron Light Cycle Run at magic kingdom um there's a lot of stuff going on with the tron stuff and also annual pass holders were limited to one ride only on tron light tickle run during previews at disney world um with the guardians of the galaxy ride they could go as many times as they wanted in that window of time this one i think the because it's a roller coaster i feel like the style it is they're just pushing really hard on this one and it's going to be huge. So they're everyone's anticipating huge weights, even with the reservation for the annual pass holder preview. So they probably can't allow anyone to get back in line. Right. But it's surprising that they, is this the first time that I've heard them say, you know, one ride only during a preview. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it's weird how they kind of and i mean it's not like before i mean it would be difficult to get it sometimes um on on previews especially for a bigger popular ride especially a new ride um you know kind of like a revamped ride or you know if they change a couple scenes in it it's probably not going to be that um crazy because you already know what the ride is yeah uh, or with something like this completely new uh, it would be I'm not saying that you couldn't do it, but it'd be more difficult to do it. And obviously now you can't do it. And they know because they scan your annual pass when you walk in, you can't just say, oh, yeah, I'm. I'm Jim Bob, I have an annual pass. Nope, they because we did it one time when they redid Big Thunder, the final scene mm-hmm. and they they scan your pass. <laughs> they ain't letting Tim sneak by that easy. No, exactly. Um, well, and it was, you know, they open it early to annual pass holders, so they got it, you know, they're not going to take your word for it. Yeah. Um, there is a new rideshare loop under construction um, in the Epcot parking lot. Um, they already have one of those at Disneyland that I, I like. It's kind of nice. It kind of separates everything out, makes it easy for you to get in and out of Ubers and stuff like that. So yep, that is kind exactly. of a nice deal to have right there. Um, Former Disney CEO Bob Chappick reportedly complained to Florida governor about getting involved in don't say gay controversy. This makes sense because, you know, DeSantis didn't like Chappick. Chappick didn't like DeSantis. And basically what ends up happening is, is whether you support it or you don't support it, there's no reason why you should force a company's hand to say something unless your employees are saying, hey, say something. And the problem they ran into was is Bob Chappick waited until well after everyone said, what do you think about this to do something about it? So it did make him look stupid. It'd be different if like people are like, what do you have to say about this? And they came out immediately with a statement. He didn't have everything prepared or nothing. So it is what it yep. is. And Along the same lines, Governor DeSantis signed the Reedy Creek Takeover Bill into law. 
doubles down on it, responding to disease, don't say gay opposition. Here's the thing, though. This law that he signed basically doesn't do anything. It basically yeah, doesn't I, do don't, anything. I don't know. I just... Connor from ConCon's Cantina read into it, and basically all it says is, is that basically they still get their tax breaks, but if they do something else along the lines of something they don't agree with or something, it doesn't make any sense. We'll yeah, from kind of what I got is instead of Disney controlling it, now the state does, but that's as far as everything else, it's just it's not like the state's coming in and completely doing a lot to it. It's just more of like a I guess you could say a, a control deal, but like you said, everything else is still stays the same. And the crazy part is is from, they're not, from what I got from it. But the thing is it doesn't change the tax stuff. The tax stuff is what they were mad about. It doesn't change any of the tax stuff. So it makes no sense. Right. So we'll That's find funny. out more. We'll a... find out more in the future. But um, we are getting a new Spaceship Earth Spectacle of Light show confirmed for Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2023, which I think it starts. either. I think it's already started or starting extremely soon. Yeah. Yeah. Either just started or yeah. Because we were there for our honeymoon, and I remember that was really cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. There is a new Disney 100 popcorn bucket available at Walt Disney World. A new Orange Bird Sipper at Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2023 for $19. Um, we talked about this already. The Mandalorian and Grogu will continue making regular appearances in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. Um Magic Kingdom did add. I saw the doll to in a wheelchair to it's a small world. Very, I like it because it's very subtle. It's not yes. like here's a giant wheelchair and a little kid. It, it's very, <laughs> it fits right in. It blends in with everything, and you can just see the wheelchair, which I do appreciate. It's very inclusive. Right. Um, this one is crazy. So the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is cutting down to two voyages per week this fall what that means is is that it technically they're only going to be operating six days a week so there will be one day that is dead nothing going on yep and that's so this, and that's in the fall when you think you'd be kind of i guess it kind of slowing down i guess summer would be the big month yeah, but you do get a lot of people going there, like but, like in September, when everyone uh, thinks yeah. it's going to be dead, and it's not. They go for Labor Day or whatever, right? It's, exactly, and and you get a lot of uh, international travelers there as well. Yeah, so you know, fingers crossed it doesn't crash and burn crazy bad, but we'll see. Um, right. Walt Disney World begins removal of 50th anniversary decorations from the world's most magical celebration because that time is over. Now they're focusing on the Disney 100. Um, well, and Walt, the 50th, I think, lasted like two three, years. four years, yeah. <laughs> like it always does. Uh, Walt Disney World raises $1.5 for Make-A-Wish with limited edition 50th anniversary license plates. New castle design announced. It'll be cool. They need to do that in California, but they Yeah, won't. they do. Here's one that's deceiving. So Disney's Typhoon Lagoon is reopening in March. But do you know what that means? Uh, that it's they're it's, closing the other water park. <clears throat> what do you mean they're closing the other one? They're closing the other water park, like for a refurb or something. No, they can't. They said they flat out they cannot maintain both of them, they don't have the workforce to do it. 
Oh, that stinks. So they're going to think it's Blizzard Bay or whatever it's called? Oh, Blizzard Beach, yep. Blizzard Beach. Uh, <laughs> yep, and we'll reopen on March 19th, Blizzard Beach. Now open through the 18th. It'll close for refurbishment beginning March 19th. No. Yeah, so this just says it closes for refurbishment, but but people have doesn't... said that basically they don't have enough employees to run both of them at the same time. So right, and, but I, that I, doesn't, and like I believe said, doesn't Typhoon, mean that. I believe Typhoon Lagoon was the more popular spot too. So it's not like it's that bad, but I do know a lot of people preferred Typhoon Lagoon. Right. Well, and like they just put a hope because obviously it's been down for refurb. They put like Anna and Elsa in there, or something like that, um, animatronics or whatnot. Yep. Um, now we're on to the Disneyland Resort, which this first one made me so happy. Um, Josh Gad lives uh, Jungle Cruise Skipper Dream at Disneyland, and he was he's he was made for that job. Mm-hmm. He was made for that job. He is a fantastic at it. He was just so much fun at it. It's not even funny. I had so much fun watching him. How excited he was to do it. And he truly is like a Disney person, and I really liked it. Right. Yep. No, if you haven't seen the video, go out and watch it. It's good. Um, An opening date has been announced for the Villas at Disneyland Hotel, which I believe is... um, September 28th. Yeah. So, and they look... The Villas look really cool. I will say that. No, they look awesome. Probably expensive, but... (laughs) Oh, Exactly. So on that, there's just a couple days. I'm just going to throw out really quick. Um, Wednesday, March 15th, uh, Disney Vacation Club members can begin making rental reservations. Call member service. Thursday, March 16th. um, So the next day, Disneyland Resort Magic Key holders can start booking rental reservations. um, Don't call uh, DVC member services. You have to call just the regular um, reser- Disneyland reservations uh, or hotel reservations on it because it's, it's a different phone number. And then Friday, March 17th, next day, all guests can uh, make rental reservations at either Disneyland.com slash Villas Disneyland Hotel or by contacting, um, by calling the phone number. So... There you go. So it'll be curious to see once it comes to Friday, March 17th, how much uh, what has been sold out already and what pricing is and how far out um, you you can book. Yeah. So good luck if you want to get it. We'll see if you're able to. Um, right. Repainting has begun for the San Francisco Gate Bridge in Pacific and Wharf at Disney's California Adventure. It actually, um, uh, they're supposed to open this summer. So I'm like, that's crazy. Right. But I mean, think about it. There's not that much they have to do there. It's a small area. The biggest thing that they have to do is, I think, just that bridge. It's not like they have to do really infrastructure th- and stuff. And the sign. The sign just facade, yeah, yeah. Sign and then move the Carl Strauss truck in the back corner and put up a facade back there for yeah. Big Hero Six. Other than that, that's that's it. We'll see. It's going fast. Um, right. The first performance of Magic happened since 2020 was canceled due to inclement weather. It's kind of 
uh, yeah, for the ironic. first two, the first two days it kind of stunk, but it's back, it's going. And it says over half of original performers are returning to Magic Happens at Disneyland, which is kind of cool. Which is cool. Uh, it's yep. cool. Um, the zippity doodah line has been removed from the parade at Disneyland. Um, I get it because it does have very racist undertones from the film um, Song of the South. So it's not. I'm not crying over that one. Well, and everyone knows the song already. Yeah. Um, next, not your cheese pump. Guests again, damage concessions in and Mickey's and Minnie's runaway railway at Disneyland. Stop. So this one, I had to look at it really closely to see it because it's a pump. Like you see, um, like at baseball stadiums or whatnot, you know, nacho cheese on your nachos. I'm like, what was, what was damaged? Well, it has a fake handle on the top or a pumper on the top. It's not like it moves up and down. But so I'm somebody, trying to make it move and broke it. Somebody unscrewed the top of it um, and took it off. But I mean, that means like you had to like not lean over, but like get onto into the area there. Yeah, I don't get it. That's why people, you're not going to have people, nice things. People, no, can nice things. Um, so the on March 1st, the interaction of magic bands with the 100 medallions for Disneyland Resort started working um so that was pretty cool they have you know same thing they have in disney world where you can scan certain things and it has interaction same thing going to batu you can get bounties in there so it's pretty right. cool but it's funny everyone's mad so they could do this with their magic bands but they can't link their pass to it they, i mean their ticket to it they can't charge anything to it can't no room keeps like hold on hold on wait here though wait watch. you can't you can't link your ticket to it nope only nope. a pass. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. No, you could. I'm. Yeah, no, your ticket is. Uh, is is um, is linked to it because that's how you get your your passes. Yeah. You can't link your credit card to it okay. to charge anything or your key to your hotel room. Yeah, your pass is on it because that's the whole reason it was there for. Yeah. So they'll, but they'll now, have but, it eventually. Like, yeah, but it's like, hold on, wait. If you could do the other things, and it's already being done at Disney World. Yeah. Uh, WTF. Yeah. Um, we do have the full menus for the Adventure Food and California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. It's the same kind of usual stuff. It's nothing crazy. I know a lot of people from Florida were in town and um, got a. Mm -hmm. they, they started a little bit early this year, and so they were like the beers are fantastic as usual. So, um. A prohibited drone flew over Disneyland and crashes, and I saw it. And it was one of those ones I believe it just caught like the, the um, it caught like one of the propellers is what happened, and that's how yeah. it came down. And it wasn't like so when I thought I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like flying over like high up above. No, it. No, no, it caught a tree. It was probably well, you could see the security castmen were standing in front of it. Let's say that guy's six foot. This was probably like seven and a half feet up. I mean, he could probably jump up Gra and hit yeah, it. and grab it. Yeah. And it hit a tree and then fell into the bushes. Yeah. And it looked like it was one of those, the GoPro drones, which fold up and you could put into your backpack. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably were in the park and they abandoned it probably. Hopefully. Exactly. Um, the Earl of Sandwich Tavern opened up in uh, downtown Disney District. And they do have a menu posted, and it actually looks really, 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 really cool. 
Um, yep, it's not your stereotypical it, Arroyo no, sandwich sandwiches. No, even the logo looks different. And I, the only reason why I saw good. it, it looks cool. It yeah. looks really cool. I was stoked when I saw it because I was like, this is very futuristic almost looking. And it, yep. it, like, it reminds me of an actual tavern. So I was like, this is pretty cool. Yep, exactly. I, and now they're utilizing that whole um, La Brea Bakery space. Yep, everything. So that's pretty cool. Um, Disneyland celebrated the 95th Academy Awards with limited time treats and photo backdrops, which they always do. We got a first look at the new food coming to Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. Um, so Disneyland Avatar experience will be as amazing as Pandora, the world of Avatar. We still, they're being very vague on this. And mm-hmm. as Tim and I, we had lunch today, we talked about it. We don't want them to replace anything that's going to make things awkward. Like Tim told me earlier, you don't want to put it over in that building in, in Tomorrowland because you're not going to get a vibe of Pandora. So the only thing we could think of would be maybe they go to a section outside of Star Wars land. I mean, I don't know what they could do, but they keep hinting that they're, we're going to get something just as good as Pandora. I don't know how they do it, but we'll see. Right, exactly. And who knows? It could be something big. It could be, be something huge that they're going to do back there in Star Wars. Launch Bay. Uh, I, Who knows? Like you said, they're being vague. And I, time will tell. They're, they're doing the Disney thing, the vague Disney thing. Um, right. Then we have um, Mickey and Minnie figures have been installed on the new Centennial Park fountain at Mickey... Uh, Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. There was not a fountain when I went, and the old fountain was the car, wasn't it? From uh, Roger Rabbit's ride, <laughs> yeah, that right was... there in front of Roger Rabbit's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they... and like Benny on it. Yeah. So there was. So now this is on the opposite. Oh, this... Yes. Side of that. So they have all artificial grass over there. There was on the side where the old fountain was, and it was almost like an area for kids to sit and play. So. It looks cool. I'm excited they brought a fountain back because I was missing that. But we'll see what else right. they do as they unveil more and more before the opening. Right. Um, and it's cool because it's them in the um, Footloose post. Not Footloose. I'm sorry. Um, uh, dirty, dirty, dirty Dancing. dancing. Yes. Flash um, Dance pose. Flash Dance? Not there Flash Dance. Not Flash <clears throat> Dance. I think that's the name of the song. Isn't it Dirty Dancing? No, it's flat. No, uh, I'm sorry. Flash Time dance of our lives. The, yeah, Flash Dance is the one with the water. No, it's yeah. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, sorry. The Time of Our Lives thing. Um, yep. This one is very deceiving. So, Rebel Wilson was on a show, and she talked about how she was banned from Disneyland, and all the articles said she was banned from Disneyland. How dare you? You're banned from Disneyland for taking a selfie in the bathroom. It was for 30 days, and she's lucky she didn't get permanently banned because she did break a rule. Right. So she got so the truth was that she got banned. The kind of the stretching the truth was for a bathroom selfie. Yes. Because it wasn't technically a selfie. She took a picture of a bathroom. Yeah. That was backstage in a prohibited area. And it's funny. So I was reading <laughs> reading an article on that um today. And they asked her, well, when do you want, I guess somebody called her, it's like, hey, you got banned from Disney. She's like, really? What for? Like, she didn't know. <clears throat> it's like, uh, uh, oh, it was for taking a picture. When when do you want 
Disneyland wants to know when you want to do the band. So when you're filming, when are you filming something and you're going to be out of the area? She's like, uh, June sounds good. They're like, okay. Like, man, I wish I get to pick, you know, if I get banned, <laughs> like, hey, I want to pick, uh, oh, you're banned for 30 days. Okay, let me pick my 30 days. No, you can't do that. Rebel Wilson got, Rebel to, Wilson do got to do it. Yeah, you're setting right? precedent. Right, exactly. <laughs> Come on now. So, I mean, granted, like, like you know, we were talking earlier today. Yeah, she goes to the park a lot and whatnot, but 30 days is, um, you know, it's not like she's there every day or three times a week. So 30 days isn't that bad. And like you said, if she's doing filming something or going on tour for some promoting something, exactly, um, you know, 30 days isn't that bad. And I thought it was initially for when she got engaged there that something happened, like she did something there that she wasn't supposed to. Right. You know, like uh, they didn't clean up or petals got into the pond and a duck ate it and died or something like that. But no, it's for a quote unquote bathroom selfie. Yeah, which they don't say what the bathroom selfie was, like you said. It was in a restricted area that she should not have been in. Right. Well, no, that she shouldn't have took a picture in. Take a, take a picture in. Sorry. Yes. Take a picture yeah. in. So congrats on that. Um, and lastly, let's just say Tim and I have been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately. And Tim went on a rant about this one on, on, on when we were playing about a TikToker filmed a right evac as cast members beg her to stop as they're trying to get people off. And she says, sue me. Um, allegedly she was singing one of her songs too while this was all going on recording oh that was that no that was a, that was a that different was a one different one that was the pirates of the caribbean one where she stood up and started singing her song and then they got escorted off this was off of um <coughs> monster zeke uh, my consoli to the rescue and because when they turn the lights on and everything they they tell you not to film, but it's not like they're taking your camera away or anything like that. They're just being nice. Please don't do it. And she thought she was, you know, what, whatever, you know, well, miss, hot, miss, miss hot stuff. Well, what's so. funny is um, I actually was... Um, I was on Pirates of the Caribbean when we went... Right here, I'm going to show Tim. I I just pulled this out of my car. I was cleaning the car. I have these passes right here from oh, 4, nice. 10 of 19. We went for three days, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And um, we were on Pirates because my son was not even one years old yet. And we were in there, and all of a sudden, all the lights come on inside of Pirates of the Caribbean. And you can see flashing a flashing light. The boats are still moving. And we're all recording. And I'm like, what's going on? And I saw so I'm recording the there's no sound on any of the stuff, but you everything is still moving. So the cannons are firing on the ship because we it went off right when we got to the, the start of the ride. Mm-hmm. We went down the second drop and we're coming in past the dead men tail, no tail section. And you're looking to the left, and there's the ship with Barbosa on it. And over the last week, you hear, please stop recording. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, it turns out someone pulled the fire alarm up above uh, oh. one of the restaurants in Blue Bayou, I think it was, over oh. there. And or so, there was a yeah. kitchen fire. And I'm like, imagine you're eating at table 23. 
23, at Club 33, and this happens? What happens then? What if this is your one time to go in there? Oh, I'm sure they they'd make it right somehow because that's their that's their bread and butter right there. I mean, it was crazy. But so still, I, it would it would stink. And they still ask you turn your cameras off. And I was laughing. I'm like, I'm not doing that. This is insane. I'm getting a once in a lifetime opportunity to ride through with the lights on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, it takes it's just away like, the magic, but yeah. yeah. Right. And it, I mean, it's stuff that you don't see that's like right there too but the way they have the lights or whatnot you can't see it's like oh i had no clue that was that was there um whether it's a safety thing or or whatnot or something for cast members to get back to a special scene the same thing like with space mountain with the lights on you know of course everyone when the lights come on on that everyone's you see cameras coming out and they'll make the announcement hey don't record but yeah as long as you're not like standing up yeah yeah don't do stupid stuff at the parks my friends um i i implore you to just enjoy your time do what everyone tells you to do and then um enjoy your life don't be stupid don't be given attitude because I'm, i'm telling you right now that um a lot of these cast members have already disgruntled because of you know the park stuff going on and them not being happy with a lot of the ongoings at the parks itself so if you could just be nice to them let them enjoy their lives that's all we were asking for right so but that'll do it for us this week another long one for you because we were gone for so long um but i want to thank everyone for listening um Thank you guys for always coming through and supporting us. It is greatly appreciated. So for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.